Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Please welcome Broad Judge. Hi, folks. For the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about what the word leaven, as found in the Old Testament, what it means. Throughout the Old Testament, and into the first century, leaven symbolized corruption, defilement, and sin. Just as we see the evidence of yeast enlarging the dough of a loaf of bread, we also see the evidence of words of doubt and unbelief spreading in the lives of people. We will see also the New Testament that leaven refers to words of doubt that came out of the mouth of the scribes and Pharisees and influenced the people corrupting their faith with hypocrisy. We know from various verses in Leviticus that some sacrifices and offerings were to be made with unleavened bread, and some were to include bread that had leaven in it. Now, what is this leaven? Leaven is a yeast or fermented dough or honey used to cause bread to rise. Unleavened, it's used as an adjective when talking about bread and means without yeast or any leavening agent added. Now, leaven in the Old Testament is a small portion of fermented dough used to ferment a larger ball of dough, and it often symbolizes corrupting influence. Now, the common bread of Old Testament times was bread made with leaven. It had risen and was baked the unleavened bread, or rather bread of affliction, reminded the Israelites of their hasty departure from Egypt and warned them against corruptive influences. Let's look at Exodus chapter 12, verses 15 to 16, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And it started the day after the Feast of Passover, or the celebration of the Passover. And it says, Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. That's a pretty dramatic statement there. Continues, on the first day there shall be a holy convocation, and on the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation for you. Also in Leviticus, we see that both leavened bread and unleavened cakes and wafers are to be used in a peace offering. That's Leviticus 7, 11 to 13. It says, This is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which he shall offer to the Lord. If he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer, with the sacrifice of thanksgiving, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, unleavened wafers anointed with oil or cakes of blended flour mixed with oil. It says, 
Besides the cakes, as his offering, he shall offer leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offering. Another place in Leviticus, that's chapter 23, verse 17, it says, You shall bring from your dwellings two wave loaves, and they shall be a fine flour. They shall be baked with leaven. They are the first fruits to the Lord. Now, Bread made with leaven or honey. I'm going to say this in brackets now. Honey is quite acetic by nature, varying between a pH of 6 down to 3.5 on the pH scale, which has the number 7 as a neutral. Now, both leaven and honey are associated with the process of fermentation and considered a source of corruption They were never to be used as offerings to be burnt on the altar. That's interesting. So let's move to Leviticus chapter 2 and and read what it says. Verse 11. No grain offering which you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven. For you shall burn no leaven nor any honey in an offering to the Lord made by fire. As for the offering of the first fruits, you shall offer them to the Lord but they shall not be burned on the altar for a sweet aroma. And I'll end our little uh, discussion about the Old Testament references by saying that the grain offering with unleavened bread was eaten in a holy place in the tabernacle of meeting. Leviticus 6, verse 14, starts out, This is the law of the grain offering. And verse 16 then says, The remainder of it Aaron and his sons shall eat with unleavened bread. It shall be eaten in a holy place, in the court of the tabernacle of meeting. They shall eat it. Let's move on to the New Testament. And let's look at the book of Mark, at what Jesus was saying. And the book of Mark, chapter 8, starts out at verse 9. And really, it's the ending of the feeding of the 4,000. It says, now those who had eaten were about 4,000. And he says, it says that he sent them away, and immediately him and his disciples got into a boat and came across the Sea of Galilee to the region of Dalmanutha. Then the Pharisees came out and began to dispute with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven, testing him. And here's interesting, verse 12. But he sighed deeply in his spirit. That's quite a thing that the Son of God in the Son of Man body would sigh deeply in his spirit. And he said, why does this generation seek a sign? Surely I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. And he left them. And they got into the boat again and went back across the sea. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. And Jesus heard them discussing the bread they had, one loaf. Jesus said, verse 15, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. We'll talk in a moment what Jesus was getting at. I'll continue on. Verse 16, The disciples reasoned among themselves, saying, Is it because we have no bread? But Jesus, aware of what they're saying, said to them, Why do you reason because you have no bread? 
Now he asks a number of questions. Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Jesus says, is your heart still hardened? He says, have you eyes, but you do not see? You have ears, but you do not hear. And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said to him, 12. Also, when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, seven. So Jesus said to them, how is it you do not understand? Well, Jesus is explaining that the kingdom of heaven grows and enlarges just as the small loaves did to feed so many people. Well, we'll come back to this in a moment. Let's look at Galatians quickly. Here, the Apostle Paul is warning the church to avoid those who want every man to be circumcised. The Apostle Paul writes, A little leaven, meaning a few false teachers, leavens the whole lump, meaning it perverts the whole church and the concept of faith. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 5. In this passage, the Apostle Paul is telling the Corinthians that it's wrong for them to allow a man to remain in the church when he has had sexual relations with his father's wife. The Apostle Paul tells the Corinthians, Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. Now let's go and see what Jesus had said in Matthew. Another parable he put forth to them. This is Matthew 13, 31 to 33. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Now that's the kingdom of heaven, just growing and growing and growing. Verse 33, he says another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until it was leavened, until the bread had risen. Same concept, same principle. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. It grows and spreads. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted. It grows and grows into a large tree. Now, what did Jesus say in Matthew 17, 19 to 20? Then the disciples came to Jesus privately because they could not cast a demon out of a little boy. Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for, I, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, faith that will grow and enlarge, you will say to this mountain, move and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you, Jesus is saying. Now faith works in our lives like yeast works in bread. So too must we refrain from words of doubt and unbelief which corrupt our mouths, corrupt our hearts, they corrupt minds and the hearts of people who hear us, and those people spread it, and others spread it. It will be like a yeast. Now, 
Turning over to Ephesians, the Apostle Paul makes a real clear distinction here. Ephesians 4, 29 and 30. The Apostle Paul writes, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Then he says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Remember, Jesus was grieved, he was saddened, he sighed in his heart when those Pharisees wanted a sign. They wanted a miracle before they would even believe in him. Those guys, those Pharisees, had been spreading that story, that attitude, that hypocrisy, so that the whole countryside was not able to accept Jesus as a Messiah. Jesus could do no work in them, so he left and went back across the sea. Now, faith comes by hearing, and hearing the Word of God. Faith arises in you when you speak the Word of God. Thank you so much, Elder Judge. That was a powerful one. Friends, we just heard the Word from God. It's important for us to purge ourselves of the doubt of unleaving. There are many unleaving things the Bible said in the New Testament, but the focus is doubt. This one is doubt. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And like he said, faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. We need to commit ourselves to God's Word, support ourselves with people who speak faith into our lives. Um, in fact, Jesus said, be careful what you hear. And so, and if you are listening today, you are not born again yet. That's where it starts. You need to put a faith in the message of the gospel by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Once you do that, please contact us. We will happily support you in walking along with you in the growing of your faith. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-777. 7745. Thank you. Bye for now.